The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. Our focus today is on Murfreesboro, the heart of Tennessee. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. Shane, good morning to you. Bart, good morning. Good to have you with us. Beautiful day out. It is a great day. I've noticed, uh, I went to the Live in the Borough last night, and the temperature was just perfect. This is about the this is about the perfect time of year. I think so. 70, 70-ish. Yeah. If you can't beat 70s. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I, I flew to Asheville yesterday and, and back. And when you say you flew, you really did it yourself. I did. And so it was, uh, the weather there was, I had, I just literally landed, had to walk out for, for something, get back in the plane and fly back. And um, it was a just great weather there too. This is Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, yep. That had to be an exciting trip. I mean, you went over the mountains. And it's everything. pretty. Yeah, the, um, the weather was had to skirt around the weather a little bit but it's it's pretty um it it's so beautiful flying over the smoky mountains and getting to see things that you really don't get to see from that from that view how are the fall colors there no, there are no fall colors yet okay. everything's still green do you see any bears? no bears <laughs> can, can you see bears from, no could you? no but the gentleman i i flew with um i asked him the question i was like okay so if we were to lose an engine here and we you know had to land in the mountains I think the main thing we'd have to worry about is a bear getting us in the plane. So I was like, he was like, we'll just stay in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something you don't normally, you wouldn't want to talk about. No. I, I wouldn't think on a plane. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so uh, you had, a, you're enjoying flying. I am. It's, it's, uh, you know, something I picked up late in life, but. Um, uh, you're just a kid. So now yeah. almost 50 Bart. So um, the, uh, it, it's something that I've, I've, I've really enjoyed just, trying something new, learning something. I love the detail process, but, you know, it's helped me from a city standpoint to understand really what, uh, you know, coming in and out of, of Murfreesboro Airport to understand some of the challenges and opportunities that we have at that airport and, and then also being able to see what's happening at other places around, like, you know, the Asheville Airport. So really not much bigger than Murfreesboro from a um, – the runway's a lot larger just because there's commercial jets that fly in and out of there. But but their city's really smaller than ours. Yeah, I mean, but it's really... population inter- Yeah, it is. But it's really interesting to see how some of the other airports are set up and, and understand that. It makes me very thankful for the people that we have that run, you know, run our airport and, and a lot of the, the things that they really have been working on. You know, the airport was shut down predominantly the month of july and most of the month of august um they they redid the the runway and the taxiway and it was definitely quiet over over the city with with really no planes coming in and out but that the the runway's back open it opened september or excuse me it opened um in full in full capacity it opened the end of august they're they're still working on on a few things like lighting and and some FAA FAA controlled items, but um, that you know the airport's really in great shape out there. So it was physically you couldn't take off or land, or was it totally? Closed? It was shut down for 30 days. You, th- there were some coordinated departures and arrivals that if you needed to get out, 
but the you know, the runway was completely closed. Uh, I, I can't remember the date. I want to say it was June 18th. It was supposed to be June 18th until July the 18th, and it ended up extending into mid-August to get to get everything done. There's a lot of different parts and moving parts when you're doing a project like that. FAA approval with asphalt mix, but uh, Ryan at the airport kept everyone updated, kept everyone in the know about what was happening. And it, I mean, if you drive by the airport now, you'll, you'll still see some trucks out there on the north side of the runway where they're still, still working on a few things. So what did they do to the runway? Was, do you notice a, yeah, a they, difference? They added a displaced threshold, which is, is really for safety. That, that added a couple hundred feet, 250 feet to the airport. Um, you, you, a displaced threshold you can use for takeoffs, but you can't use it for, for landings. Then they added, uh, they remilled the taxiways, which is, that's where they take up all the asphalt and put new asphalt down. They re resurfaced the main runway and the taxiways. They still have some striping left to be done. They, they replaced some of the lighting. So there, it was a pretty extensive project that they, they did out there um, and, and did, a, did a good job. It's like any construction project. I mean, when they initially said that they were going to have it done in 30 days, I think most of us were like, okay, sure. Yeah. But <laughs> in your uh, dreams. <laughs> um, anyway, they, they, they did a great job. Let me ask you this, because if you ever watch that TV show, the early TV show, the drama, uh, sort of a comedy, uh, Wings, it's, it's from a little yeah. airport, I think in Nantucket or yeah. something like yep. that. Yep. It, it's probably a much smaller community than Murfreesboro. But they have flights coming in and out. Sure. And I'm starting to see people advertising it's less expensive than you think to hire your own plane and in groups fly to wherever yeah. you're flying. Do you think we're going to start seeing paid flights in and out of Murfreesboro? There are there already are paid flights out of Murfreesboro. Um, so your your charter services like Wheels Up, NetJets, they already fly in and out of Murfreesboro. You know, I don't know how much it costs to fly on one of those. I, I would assume that's you know expensive. It it all if it, you filled it up would yeah. It be I mean if you had eight, than, if you had eight uh, people in there, I I don't know if it would. I don't think it would be cheaper than a commercial flight. But the ease and convenience of literally walking out of the terminal into the plane would I assume be a lot a lot quicker and easier but and you wouldn't have to go through TSA and correct yeah all correct. that stuff yeah but <laughs> there's a price to that of course but there there already are are some commercial flights that that fly out of there they're they're not what I would call commercial they're charter flights which is mm -hmm. an FAA 135 program which is a charter company so you know NetJets wheels up uh, some of those those or those type of companies that you you book through them, they can fly into Murfreesboro. The, you know, the big issue with with Murfreesboro, the runway's forty seven hundred and I think it's thirty three feet, and most of those companies want a runway that's five thousand feet. That is something that will help with a displaced threshold because it will give you, you know, it's typically not the the landings that you you have to worry about on those those small jets that you have to worry about it's it's really your 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 takeoff having that distance if you had to board a takeoff but i think you'll see some more of that and, and the great thing with those type of operations and you've heard me say this before those type of operations takeoff 
and then they leave. They don't circle around. They're they're gone. They're out of your air yeah, they're, traffic. They're, they're out of your airspace in a couple of minutes. But you know it's different than than circling around Murfreesboro or staying in the pattern, which I mean has, has gotten a lot better when MTSU agreed to some of our operational uh, requests that we felt like made sense and when the new organization uh, directors you know their entire flight program administration i want to think it's been two years i mean they they all let i mean there's no one there that was originally there when we started these conversations back three or four years ago about improvements and opportunities that we felt like needed to be addressed i mean none of them are there why is there such a turnover i, I don't know I, I that's a question for mtsu but i can say the new group um the chair dr dr prellis greg van patten who's the dean their their safety director i mean they're all new new ish i mean they've been there a couple of years have Gre- they done anything have they moved to anything to shelbyville yet? i think they're working on that they're, they they made an announcement or are making an announcement um i guess they have to build a building and whatever yeah dean van patten couldn't i mean he could not have been better to work with uh, um, the chair, Dr. Prellis, who, I mean, they, they've been great to work with. So, you know, it's, it's one of those that ifs and nuts were candy and butts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Um, I, I can only think what it would have been like two or three years ago if the group that is in place right now would have been there when, you know, the airport discussions would have, were taking place. I think that they have been a very reasonable and, uh, very forward-thinking group. D- D- uh, Dean Van Patten is very thoughtful and, and very calculated on wanting to get information and understanding the process. But so he he can he he I think Chad will tell you the same thing. And I say this when we were having all these discussions with um, MTSU. I mean, if you can't get along with Chad Gerke. I mean, that's like saying that you can't get along with Santa Claus. I mean, Chad is one of the <laughs> nicest. He is, he's about as good as you can get. Oh, man. I mean, it, it's – I've never seen him upset. I'm, I mean, I've always a smile on his face. And that was the really part when all this was going on several years ago that it didn't reconcile that Chad was so easy to deal with and couldn't make it work. And, and – you know, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm excited for MTSU to grow their program the way that they want to grow it. We couldn't, Murfreesboro couldn't handle that, that uh, that growth. But there's there's lots of good things I think that you're going to see that oh, yeah. that are happening at that airport. And something that's important, you, you know, I went to a, um, a, a seminar the other day that the um, the Nashville BNA director spoke to a group in Murfreesboro and he was talking about the growth at at BNA which is the Nashville airport and their projected growth in Nashville's airspace now has they have what's called a class charlie airspace the only next airspace that would would is is a class bravo and that is for your busiest airport so bravo stands for way i remember it's your busiest airport so what's our next busiest atlanta atlanta for example is a is a is a class bravo airspace uh so you're talking about big cities yeah i mean you're talking but nashville just extended their class charlie airspace out to smyrna so smyrna now is engulfed by their 
their airspace and and they anticipate at some point i think their their airspace would extend to murfreesboro and it's really not going to change anything but it just lets you know that how large that that airport and airspace is becoming that i really think murfreesboro over the next three or four years we had a seminar a couple of weeks ago or a month ago about murfreesboro coming into controlled airspace which means we we would be a class delta airspace just like smyrna where we would have a control tower to route traffic in and out of murfreesboro i think you know anyone who is a pilot and really if you're a resident and you can look up in the air murfreesboro is if not one of the busiest airports in Tennessee it's it's definitely in the top three or four and that's for a general aviation airport um, that says a lot about you know the growth at our airport in bigger cities as they grow into really big cities uh, you see two things happening with airports one either they open another airport and have two maybe three airports or they enlarge and make a super big yeah. airport what do you think? I mean, because the Nashville airport is, that's going to happen sometime. Uh, you think we'll see Smyrna becoming the secondary airport or or what What do you think is going to happen? You're a pilot. Yeah, I don't think, that's the issue with Murfreesboro. You know, the Murfreesboro airport, we are, we're landlocked. There's no, there's no room to grow north, south, east, west. I mean, we are what we are. And Shelbyville, for example, has the ability that they've acquired other land that they can expand that airport. And that really goes to what the airport was designed for and, and what our mission and intended use. I mean, we're, we're a general aviation airport. I don't think you'll ever see commuter planes flying in and out of there. When I say commuter planes, like an Amer- a regional jet, like an American Eagle at... at Asheville yesterday, American American had regional jets flying in and out of their Allegiant was there. I just don't think you're going to see that. We don't have most of those those type of operations want eight to ten thousand feet, oh, like wow. like a runway like Smyrna. You know, <laughs> and Smyrna, we don't have five. Yeah, we don't have five, and we don't have the room to be able and to put five into context. I mean, that's a mile. I mean, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's. Well, a, let me ask you yeah. this because we're three hundred feet off of that. Yeah. Do we have three hundred feet? I no. mean, we probably could. I mean, because that was what you said yeah. you needed for the uh, for those yeah. smaller jets. I mean, the biggest mistake that I made back, Drew was born, so it was August twenty second, two thousand twelve. Up, uh, two thousand fourteen. Is that right now? Two thousand twelve. Yeah, uh, I was in the Vanderbilt Hospital with Ashley and Drew when he was born, and the city council at that time was having the discussion about, you know, lengthening the runway. And I wish that I was a pilot back in 2012 and knew what I knew now because it it's the biggest mistake. One of the biggest mistakes I've made on council is not voting to extend that runway. It, it, 5,000 feet is the magic number for safety, and, and we should have we done that. And, but now I think that time, that time has passed to be able to go through the FAA and be able to, to do that. So um, that's you know, I don't think you'll, you'll, you'll see that type of operation. And what I do think you, you'll see at the airport when MTSU moves that, that date is somewhere they're They're now saying end of 2026, start of 2027. I do think you'll see that 
the airport transition more into like what you see at John C. Toon outside of Nashville. You know what? There's a lot of people. When, when, and when I say people, you're the jet traffic, like what I was talking about that comes in and leaves. Like yesterday when I was landing, there was a jet that was, that was landing coming from the South and it was there. It landed, then it dropped off their passengers and it immediately took off and they're gone. Um, you don't see a lot of that right now coming into Murfreesboro because we're not controlled airspace and we're so busy. Um, I'm, that's, so controlled airspace is with an air, air tower? With an air, yeah, with an, with an air Control traffic tower. controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no debate that non-controlled airports are not as safe as controlled airports because you have that that director who's... When do you think that's going to happen? We, we're having that discussion now. And, you know, you're looking at a, an annual cost of about sixty to $70,000, what it would cost the city. And then the FAA and the state help pay for the construction of the tower. And, you know, just my thought is as Atlanta, or excuse me, as Nashville gets, their airspace gets larger and you continually have people who may not want to fly into Nashville but want to hit Smyrna or want to hit Murfreesboro, I think that's going to be a, a logical a logical progression that we will will take it's change you know you, you have to learn to do different things when you deal with with a tower and you're dealing with air traffic control but what it does take care of is when you've got so much flight training like what we have here right now you know an air traffic controller is not going to allow seven six seven eight planes in the pattern circling around now i will say we are so much better now than where we were two or three years ago because two or three years ago it was really a a free-for-all and and mtsu has a completely safe program but it is a miracle with the amount of traffic that was in and out of that airport that there was not an accident at some point i mean we were it it was an act of god that that had not happened but now with with the the protocol and procedures that our team and their team and for that matter i mean murfreesboro aviation is a great training program i'm not I'm not on staff with Murfreesboro Aviation, but if you want to learn to fly, Murfreesboro Aviation is a great uh, group to go to go train with. I've sent several people their way, but it really the, the air traffic control really helps direct people coming in and people coming out. Look, whenever you have an accident in a car, if you have a fender bender because a light changes, then the likelihood of someone getting seriously injured is pretty small. When you have a fender bender in an airplane, somebody dies, and that's the that's the facts on that. So, uh, with safety being a concern, and with the neighborhoods all around it absolutely. being concerned, do you think that uh, this time next year we will be on our way to having a tower? I think we'll be on our way. I think we're on our way now. I mean, my my opinion. I mean, Chad held a Chad held a, an information session that, um, and one guy got up and spoke. And I, I I didn't say anything. It's he's a long term tenant at the airport, an older gentleman, and you know we are definitely at the threshold right now where all the data tells us that we qualify for for a, a tower. And, this and that's federal money. That's federal money. Yeah, I think it's eighty or ninety percent they pay for it. Oh, yeah, wow. I mean it's uh, this sometimes it's. Yeah, it's it's a no brainer, but it's changed. So take that into account. It's it may take a little longer to get in and get out because, you know, you're 
asking for permission to do things. And look, we don't like permission. We don't like to ask for permission to do things. But this gentleman said, well, you know, we should just wait and see what happens when MTSU leaves. And I, I, I didn't say anything, but, you know, what I've learned, you, and it's like roads in Murfreesboro. You know, people will think that we're not working to get roads built in Murfreesboro, but it takes the process to get those things done take a long, it takes a long time. And I, I don't want to be on my watch, and I think the city council agrees, we don't want to look back and say, well, what could we have done? You know, we, we want to look to continually improving, and if there's safer ways of doing things, then we want to do that. But I, to me, knowing that, that MTSU, I mean, you've got Nashville, Memphis are really your two busiest airports in Tennessee. Nashville, mainly commercial, Memphis commercial, but you also have FedEx that flies in and out of there 24-7. We are right behind them in operations at our airport. And to me, that that really is something that we, you know, we want to make sure and keep safe. When do you think we'll see a control tower? If all I mean, ran the, smoothly. The, the process takes, I mean, if we, the process that we're going, and look, this is just not my opinion. I mean, we... We, well, hire, we, 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 we hired consultants that they've buyers with Quadruplex, who's nationally renowned on doing these safety studies. He was the one who conducted the, the seminar and, and, you know, his, he just said, look, in, in my professional opinion, Murfreesboro absolutely should have an air traffic control tower. They, um, they have said, look, you need to start the process. And I think when you start that process, it takes anywhere from three to four years for a, for an, uh, an air traffic control tower to come to fruition. Three to four years. Okay. That's, and that's quick in the federal process. One other silly question. Sure. <laughs> uh, this is dealing with the airport. I, I enjoy I, going over and watching the planes yeah. land and, and taking the grandkids over there. I remember when I was a kid, we did that in Nashville. And, and they had, uh, in some places, restaurants that you could sit and you could watch the airplanes. Yeah. Any thought of leasing out space in the airport? I mean, that would be I, neat. I would love that. You know, they call it a $100 hamburger where, where you hop in your plane and you fly somewhere to go eat a hamburger. And it definitely costs more than $100. But some of the coolest, there's a, some of the coolest places have restaurants around their airports or restaurants at their airports. Yeah, I mean, I think that with would, that big window. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know what the process would be to do that, but you know, we've we've already let MTSU know they in in our nine thousand foot terminal. You've got the community room that you've been in that continually is staying booked. I mean, the community is using that. I think part of it is because you can hold an event. You're there at the airport, which is cool, but the right side of the terminal is like thirty five hundred square feet. Uh, MTSU has some classroom space and then they built like an executive green room that people can wait when their charter plane comes in. It's not used very much, but we've you know let them know that, look, your lease is up. I think it's up next summer that we've let them know we can't renew that lease because we've got so much interest with people either wanting to put office space there or an additional community room that people can people can use because those those rooms are being used so much and you know the, the thing that's different with that terminal that terminal was not funded with federal funds i mean the taxpayer dollars were funded funded that that terminal 
several years ago, the state changed general aviation airports were funded by the, the fuel tax that, that came off of, of uh, jet fuel sale. FedEx lobbied because, you know, the majority of that fuel tax, tax was being paid by FedEx because they're such a large entity. They lobbied and got that taken away. So it really took... Um, it really took a big hit to general aviation airports. So most of the general aviation airports are all funded by taxpayer dollars. There's some big things uh, in our future, it sounds like. Our guest this morning, Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. Hold on. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> Ray Duffy used to hold on to the bed sheets. Hold ready. on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we are coming back. Stay with us. We got some good neighbors and we like bragging on them. Nominate a good neighbor every day. Put it in writing on WGNS. WGNS is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. MTE's plugged in podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. Stay up to date on the EV world, hear interviews with experts and more. Listen on your favorite podcast platform or visit MTE.com slash plugged in. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. You've bought your new guitar, your keyboard, or your drums. You don't know how to play it. Well, we have lessons on all stringed instruments, all keyboards, and one of the best drum instructors in the area. We are set up for all types of lessons. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street. If you need music gear, Music World and Drummer's Den is where you need to be. South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hey, it's Scott. When it comes to health, there are numbers that every man needs to know, including our very own testosterone numbers. I recommend going to Low T Center where they make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in about 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired, grumpy, cause lack of motivation, and drive. It can also raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. There's so many things that you can do at Adams Place. My name is Carrie Shannon. I probably spend more time in the library or reading a book and that kind of thing. And I've never seen anything as good as Adams Place. And you feel like you're in a beautiful hotel and a very nice library. It's just a really beautiful place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place. Located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard across from Walmart. Call Adams Place today at 615-904-9111. All that's news with Matt Lane, weekday afternoon. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. Well, we have so much to cover. Uh, one of those things has been in the news uh, as of the other day. Middle Tennessee Electric announced that they were moving out of the old electric building, but it's not sometime in the future, it's this weekend. <laughs> that was a surprise. Yeah, that was part of the that was part of the original process. They really didn't want to have both of those buildings operational. You know, Bart 
most companies now are trying to consolidate people together to be able to have everyone working on projects together. That that was not anything anything new. That was part of the original deal, part of the lease. And man, you know, you talk about going back two or three years and talking about change. Everyone had this fear with Middle Tennessee Electric and Murfreesboro Electric combining, which I would have argued they already were combined because any new projects really in Murfreesboro are all done by Middle Tennessee Electric or at that time were done by Middle Tennessee Electric because we were like the donut hole in the middle surrounded by Middle Tennessee Electric. And I met with Chris Jones last week. He just wanted to update me on where things were going, how things were, were going. And I think we still have some operational area, operational things that we're still working through from a, a construction side. But I talk to employees that I see. I, I, there was a guy about a month ago that came up to me that, that you know, said, hey, I was really concerned about this, but this is the best thing that has happened since I've been an employee because Middle Tennessee Electric is such a well-run company. And, you know, you go back to three or four years ago when that discussion was taking place. And, and again, it was one of those things about change. But, you know, the people who were upset about that the most were the people who were in the top leadership who didn't want things to change because had a pretty good gig at the time. But now you, you see all the things that we've worked through, and I don't think you can argue that the resident has not seen one change in service, none, besides your bill being Middle Tennessee Electric. Rates are regulated by TVA, the federal government. It's not like that Middle Tennessee Electric can just say, look, I want to cha- charge more money for something. It doesn't work that way. It's just been really good for operational efficiencies inside the inside the city of Murfreesboro, and man, it, Chris Jones, in, in my opinion, would be in the top 10 best human beings that I know, and, and when he tells you something, you, you can take it to the bank, and he's, he's, he's done a good job with that, that transition. Now, what about the building itself? There, there's a lot of land over where the electric department is located. Yeah. Uh, what's going to be there? I, I think that's still to be determined. You know, there's a lot of talk with the Broad Street project, like where we're sitting now, that, that past city council. I'm not going to be for any more residential units downtown. I, I just don't think that that works. I think we're, what, where we're sitting right now makes a lot of sense for units here. I mean, we have, and that's something, Bart, that once you start studying this, we have zero zero downtown living units except for you trying to buy a house downtown which is super expensive or if you're a rental person and we've got plenty of slumlords downtown that you can just go to the auctions and see who's buying these houses when they come up and typically except for i can count on one hand the people who buy projects and they improve them i mean there's a lot of people who just buy them want to get the projects cheap, and then they don't do anything to them besides rent them out. And, you know, I think the Broad Street development, I get all the things about traffic, and I understand those arguments. I would argue that down in downtown, traffic is a good thing because traffic is supporting your small businesses. You, when you drive through downtown, you don't see Starbucks. You don't see chain signage. I mean, it's mom and pop and small business owners. And I think it's 
part of our responsibility to support those small business owners. Look, I don't have any financial gain in in making sure that a project comes or doesn't come to the downtown area. I, I have a personal gain because I have it in my heart that I want the downtown to continue to succeed. And what you see in most communities, your downtown's doing one of two things. It's either growing and getting better or it's on a decline. And I would argue with you, our downtown area is is growing, and part of that is we want, I mean, people need to live, and when I say the downtown proper, I'm not talking about six or eight blocks away from downtown. We need people living downtown to be able to walk to the restaurants, to be, I mean, like right now, you know, Junior's is the only grocery store that we have. I mean, I, it would be great for people to be able to go in frequent and continue to, to keep Junior's um, moving around, so that that's something I think is is important. Now, if all of these projects come into being, there will be three downtown projects that incorporate living space. Do you think they all will? Because well, you, you have the, the just, bank building, you have the Methodist which, Church. Which building? Bank. Oh, okay. Yeah. Next next to uh, yeah. Jacklets. I, yeah, and I've not seen the plan on that. I mean, I really. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think that's not come through City Council. Yeah. You mean that was just the, I think heavy that, conversation? On a that? lot of conversation on that. Nothing has come come through on that surprise yeah the the one east college project um i i I, i've told myself before i came in here i was not going to get mad today so the one east college project you know in my opinion right now um that project's dead Uh, i i wish i could go back to 2017 2018 and the council could have picked a different developer this developer I mean, just I'm telling you what I, Bart, over the 20 years of doing this, I've lost my political filter. I, I, I think people appreciate you being honest with them, even if they don't agree with you. I, I've been on Facebook. I've been. Um, what res- can you do on that? I've been though? responding to can people. You, well, I, if he doesn't pay, do you take it back or what? Do you have I, that option? I think there are always options. In In my opinion, I wish the developer you know, if the de- developer is not going to be committed to starting the project, in in in, in my opinion, they've not been committed. How I many mean, years has this been now? I mean, they've had it for three or four years, three years. I mean, going back to COVID, and COVID was an excuse that we lost the hotel because COVID wouldn't support a hotel and, you know, yada, yada, yada. There's been excuse after excuse after excuse. And at some point, you just, you know, you're, you're sitting across and you're like – your lips are moving, but I just don't hear anything coming out. So the the Broad Street project, I'm discounting right now. So the only project that we have that is a is a project that's moving forward, and when I say Broad Street, the One East College um, project, the, the only project that we have that is on the books that hopefully will take place will be that Broad Street, the Broad Street project. And that's the one that uh, we're talking about that yes. links uh, to our next subject, which is minor league baseball. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, but I, I think that's what may be yeah. uh, getting the attention sure. of, of the minor league baseball teams. And if for people who don't know about minor league baseball, we're talking about Chattanooga, Knoxville. A little different. A little different? Okay. Yeah, but... Um, Minor league, minor league baseball changed after COVID, and you you have your traditional 
A, double A, triple A, but it really changed. And they they have two independent affiliated leagues that are still double A leagues, but I would equate it more to like a, dub, a single A baseball, but it's a double A baseball. These are not large teams like the Sounds or the Lookouts. I mean, I grew up going to Lookouts games back when it was at Ingle Stadium, and it was a... So it's not that. Not, well, yes, it is. It is, okay. It's, they're still affiliated with the major, with Major League Baseball, but they're independent teams. They're not, when, they're not a team where, like, Randy Boyd with the Tennessee Smokies, where they're building a new town, a new stadium in downtown Knoxville... It's it's not one of those things where it's like affiliated with the Chicago Cubs organization like they are, but you know Bart like with anything, there are all these rumors that get started. I met with the developer for the first time yesterday morning. He's meet he's here in town meeting with city council members, and you know there's there was this rumor that we're going to be demolishing Cannonsburg, you know, and and I put a thing out on Facebook that. You know, basically just said, look, I'm not for demolishing Cannonsburg, but I want to give everyone the facts. Cannonsburg was moved here in 1976. It was relocated from other areas in Rutherford County. That is not indigenous to the Cannonsburg area. I mean, it's it's not. And that's just a fact. I mean, I'm. <laughs> it was a bicentennial project. Absolutely. Mayor Mayor Westbrooks, that was something that, that they put together 47 years ago, but it's not like indigenous it was it's been there for since 17 or since, since the 1800s i mean it's, yeah. it's 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 not well that got it's been there since what 1978 1976 okay yeah and and that got pushed to where you know the city's trying to tear down cannonsburg which is not the case so when i sent with spent some time with the developer yesterday and there are all these things that people think that these conversations are happening behind the scenes. I'm, I went back and I looked. I've, I think I've gotten maybe a couple of emails over the last two or three months about baseball from city staff because that's their job. They will – we have proposals that come into the city all the time that the council may not even, me included, ever hear about. But they meet to determine if this is something that would be okay to bring to the council. And – in any world we live in, if you go down into the Cannonsburg area, and this is not a slight on anyone, that area needs help. It needs improvement. That's why we're doing the Town Creek area. That's why we've looked at improving South Front Street. That's why we've looked at a pedestrian bridge across Broad Street to to get people there. You know, the thing is that the city didn't support Uncle Dave Macon days, which is absolutely false. I mean, I would love for Uncle Dave Macon days to come to come back to to the Cannonsburg area. And that was one of the things the developer talked about yesterday was he was like, Shane, I don't I don't want to tear down Cannonsburg. I could see incorporating Cannonsburg in the overall plan on how we do something here. You know, how and I can't wait to hear his comments or his presentation on Thursday, because we've not seen that presentation, um, but about what their vision is on incorporating the history that we have in that area into the Cannonsburg area. And, you know, so that, that, and that's the political world we live in now. I mean, you can go and look at the 800 and some odd comments that are on my post. And a lot of them have, you know, false 
things that are on there and it's pushing a narrative and I'm not doing that. I mean, you may disagree with me. You may disagree that, that we think that something needs to be put in the area. But I mean, here's the thing. People don't want apartments or multifamily over there. Right. I mean, and you're not even proposing. No, that, are you? but, but there's a group that doesn't want apartments or multifamily. You don't want an entertainment venue like, a baseball team or something. So what do you want over there? I mean, right now it's warehouses. So what, I mean, what? And they're being torn down. Correct. But what else is there to go over there to help improve the area? I thought that the historic bottoms development was to promote entertainment, to it, have it, uh, well, family it, music areas. It, and it, it And it was. And I think one of these things, and that's what the developer's talking about, is having a venue that, and look, I don't know if this will happen or not. But I think I owe it, and I think the council owes it to the residents of Murfreesboro to be able to discuss these things. I mean, we haven't even talked about how it's financed, who pays for it. We haven't talked about all those things. But to me, I look at, okay, well, wouldn't it wouldn't it make sense to have a, a venue like that that Spring Fling could use or that high schools could use, that you, you would be able to have an outdoor venue that – brings people into that area that maybe when you walk to the ballpark to go into the entrance you walk through cannonsburg and you know there's areas out there where people there there are things that educate people in history and you know there's this narrative out there one lady put on on my page that my kids don't like history and i don't like history which is you know people don't know me people don't know my 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 kids love history but what my my comment has been that we have to find better ways to engage young folks, young folks to teach them about history. That when you have so much information at your fingertips and you can search Oakland's mansion and they can watch a video on Oakland's mansion, it, it makes it to where some people don't want to go. They can just see it online. And, and so I think we have to find better ways to engage our youth to teach them our history. And I mean, I use this example, you know, Bart, would you want to get operated, if you have to go to the hospital, do you want to get operated in an emergency room for 20, from 20 years ago, or do you want to get up operated in an emergency room that has the up-to-date technology? If you want to go back 20 years ago, you've lost your mind. So that's my point to say we have to find better ways of doing things, and I think there's a way to be able to incorporate history and marry new things that are coming into our community. So where we are right now, no decision's been made. There's no, we've not voted on it. We're going to hear on the proposal on on Thursday um, from the developer on just, this is step one of 497 that they have to go through. But the, the part that I would say with people who are rushing to judgment, let's listen to what they have to say. And half the things in Murfreesboro are more than that. If we just said no all the time without listening I mean, Bart, we wouldn't have the majority of things that we have here in this community. Let me ask you this. What was your interpretation of the expression on the developer's face as you saw him there in, in the Cannonsburg area, walked around the area? Did he look excited? Did he think, man, this is this well, I mean, has I, possibility? I think he had been in that area before. I think he had come down to that area. And look, I've tried to be transparent about saying, you know, this is when Scott Broden called me last, I think it was last Wednesday night, and said, hey, I've got this rumor I now have confirmed about the baseball team. What's your comments? And I just said, well, let, let me 
let me write something up to send to you. And, and Bart, you look at my post and I put these different bullet points. That I was trying to be transparent to let everyone know what is, is happening. And it, so it's almost like you're danged if you're, you're danged if you let people know and you're danged if you don't let people know. And, and you know, there was a some guy that was posting about different Nashville entertainers that are involved. And, I mean, heck, I, I think it'd be great if some of those entertainers were involved. But there's not been anything decided yet. This is a initial discussion. I mean, think about, Bart, 20 years ago, if the city and the county had just said no to the avenue in the gateway area. I mean, that, that's over 10% of our sales tax and our property tax revenue in the city and the county. So the developer is presenting the case to the we're, city council We're just going to hear what the vision is and what possibly could happen. Again, the city council is going to have to make the decision if this is something that, hey, yeah, that sounds like something we'd at least like staff to invest some time into figuring out if it if it's doable. But, I mean, that that type of venue fits exactly what the bottom study was three or four years ago about redeveloping and making that an entertain an area that people want to come to um and that's not what we have down there right now um i mean bart i'm down in that greenway area all the time so that's something we want to work on murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland our guest this morning we are flat out of time we do thank you for sharing these updates with us thanks bart Hey, have a super rest of the day. Chip is next.